With the world becoming increasingly unpredictable when it comes to your family's health, proactivity is key. The Wellness Company's Medical Emergency Kit contains eight essential medications like ivermectin, amoxicillin, and z Rest easy knowing that their chief medical team, including Dr. Peter McCullough, stand behind every kit. Visit twc.health slash Prager. Use the promo code Prager for an exclusive 10% discount. Don't take chances. Secure your family's health today with The Wellness Company. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Hello, everybody. Dennis Prager here. So this is what just transpired. So let's see here. Oh, look at that. That looks better, doesn't it? You agree it looks better? Get the whole tie. There is now... Uh, so is he a... He's a World Economic Forum founder named Hubert Keller. And my producer said to me, he came out against coffee drinking. And the question was, the question posed to me was, can you guess why? Without, well, I may have taken a breath. I can't say without taking a breath. I might have breathed. I might have inhaled. But that would have been the entirety of the moment I said, it has to do clearly with climate change, global warming, and surely it does. And here it is. Oh, so let's hear. Let's hear that clip, Sean. We'll be having our coffee before the session, and, and you raised the coffee example. I'd love just to give you the chance to expand on that. Basically, the coffee that we all drink um, emits between 15 and 20 tons of CO2 per ton of coffee. So we should all know that this is every time we drink coffee, we are basically putting CO2 into the atmosphere. Um, the other, and one of the reasons is because most of the coffee plantation, or most of the coffee is produced through monoculture, and, um, and, and monoculture is also affected by climate change. Um, the quality of these nature assets is uh, deteriorating quite rapidly. You ask if it makes sense to me. I, I can't think of something more logical. By the way, it, it, the issue is not, for me, does it make sense. Let us say it is true exactly. that for every ton of coffee produced, extracted, whatever the term, a ton of CO2 is emitted. So what is he proposing? that we not drink coffee, presumably, or we drink very little. So, once again, one of, the, one of the joys that life, which is difficult for most people have, or many people have, is coffee drinking. But not only that, because it is a war on joy. These people are, it is a, it is a religious cult, the climate change cult. It's, it's all it is, is a cult. And... One of the consequences of not drinking coffee is, is a serious number 
of poor people will be ruined. Coffee is not produced in Midtown Manhattan. We get it from Africa. We get it from Latin America. These these people, uh, there, there are it, it, coffee is a huge industry, a source of income for the poor. So this rich Frenchman is saying, put these people out of work. What does he? What does he recommend that they do? Produce car batteries. The war on joy, the auto, the house, the suburban house, uh, the, the farm, the, the war on uh, meat eating, the war on joy is very, very much a religious impulse. It is uh, a characteristic of the fanatic that it, you, can't, you should not enjoy life that much. One of the divisions in the religious world, whatever the religion is, uh, is between those who think you should uh, enjoy life as best and as much as possible, and those who associate joy, pleasure, certainly physical pleasure, with sin, uh, uh, are the fanatics of any every religion. Every religion has it. One of my favorite lines in the Talmud, which is the second holiest work in Judaism, one of my favorite lines is that when we die, we will have to answer five questions that the God will pose to us about our life. One of them is, why did you not partake of every permitted pleasure? It is a sin in Judaism, at least, uh, for not for you not to partake in permitted pleasures. What we have today uh, is a religious cult. The environmentalism is a fanatical cult. It will destroy uh, life as we know it, and they're happy to do so. Uh, the fact that they are pro Hamas is not surprising. Their entire moral universe is perverse. So you have uh, you have this crackpot uh, with uh, with this as we uh, they have they not lied to us for let's see now thirty four years every uh, every uh, since nineteen ninety and Al Gore's book Earth in the Balance man who travels on private jets I think that emits way more than carbon dioxide way more than coffee drinking yes that's a good a good good way of putting it mr mcconnell they should have a study about how much co2 is emitted by those who are gathering to combat co2 Isn't that a good one sure yeah you agree with that yeah, yeah that, that's a that's a worthwhile study well i'm i'm telling you these the these are the rich. I told you this is Prager's uh, one of my equations of life. That the rich, secular. This is their this is their life. It, it is filled. Uh, I don't know. It's an interesting question. If they served uh, coffee. 
So, you know, talking about studies, listen to this one. A prominent cancer center, New York, New York Times, by the way, prominent cancer center affiliated with Harvard, with Havid, said it will ask medical journals to retract six research papers and correct dozens of others after a British scientist and blogger found that work by some of its top executives was rife with duplicated or manipulated data. Well, stuff coming out of Harvard, eh? The cachet of Harvard has been so so reduced. It's going the way of Sports Illustrated. (laughs) I must say. (laughs) The center, which is called the Dana-Farber Cancer Institute in Boston, one of the nation's foremost cancer treatment and research facilities, moved quickly in recent days to address allegations of faulty data in 58 studies. It's a lot. Many of them influential, compiled by a British molecular biologist, Shalto David. In many cases, Dr. David found images in the papers had been stretched, obscured, or spliced together in a way that suggested deliberate attempts to mislead readers. The studies he flagged included some published by Dana-Farber's chief executive, Dr. Laurie Glimcher, and its chief operating officer, Dr. William Hahn. Uh, What do you say about that? Truth is not a left-wing value. When you're an activist, and you know activist is 99% of the time a leftist, you ever think, you ever hear the term conservative activist, right? If, why, why do we never hear that? Why is activist, or, or what's my favorite, what did, what did Barack Obama do for a living, a living, what was it called? Community organizer. Community organizer. What does that mean? What does it mean? Community organizer. By the way, with in, in all honesty... My producer and I are community organizers. We, we uh, along with Dr. Stephen Morrow, we, we created a synagogue. Big community, 160 every Sabbath. We're community. That's what I, I'm going to put that in there from now on. on. You know, on all the bios, they asked you to add some of this. You know, author of X number of books, national radio show, PragerU. And community organizer. I think that would be awesome. <laughs> I'm going to do that. We shall return. You can't get cherry soda because they've got to sell their quota. And the way things are, I guess they never will. They've got a zillion tons of coffee in Brazil. Gold dealers are a dime a dozen. They're everywhere. So what sets these companies apart and who can you really trust? This is Dennis Prager for AmFed Coin and Bullion, my choice for buying precious metals. When you buy precious metals, it's imperative that you buy from a trustworthy and transparent dealer that protects your best interests. So many companies use gimmicks to take advantage of inexperienced gold and silver buyers. Be cautious of brokers offering free gold and silver or brokers that want to sell you overpriced collectible coins claiming they appreciate more than gold and silver. What about hidden commissions and huge markups? 
Nick Grovich and his team at AmFed always have my back. He's been in this industry for over 42 years, and he's proud of providing transparency and fair pricing to build trusted relationships. If you're interested in buying or selling, call Nick and his team at AmFed Coin and Bullion, 800-221-7694, AmericanFederal.com. That's AmericanFederal.com. A new uh, bumper here. Well, getting into uh, a new world of music. All right, there we go. In and Out Burger is In and Out. In and Out is not national, right? I don't think it's on the East Coast. It is it. Yeah, it's on the West Coast. It, folks, if you don't know about In and Out Burger. Let me tell you this, it is, it, it is by far, I have to believe, the most popular burger place uh, in the, wherever, it, wherever it exists. Obviously, it's not the most popular in Delaware, but uh, it, certainly here in California, it, I'll tell you how I know, whenever I see a vast number of cars lined up for something, it's an In-N-Out burger. It affects the f- traffic flow. That's a good point. Yes, it, it, it's in- uncanny. And the young people who work there are so terrific. I I remember the, I think, the 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 fam- as a family, it was a religious, wonderful family that owned it. They still do. And still do? Yeah, yeah good. And, well, the young man, I guess the son at the time, he was killed in a plane crash. I remember when I when I was much younger. The real tragedy. So here's a story from Newsweek: In and Out to close only Oakland store as crime ravages California. One of the phenomena of modern life is how much the left gets away with. Yeah. And I I really I believe this. I I would put my hand on my sacred. Bible. I believe that there is nothing the left can do that would have people vote Republican who are currently Democrats. There is nothing. The brainwash that the danger to society comes from the right is so powerful and so deep. These are true believers. Anyone who votes Democrat is a true believer. What the true belief is not Democrats are good. It's that Republicans are bad. That's the true belief. That right wing equals basically Nazism. That has been, uh, by the way, the originator of that was the Communist Party of the Soviet Union. They, their propaganda worked. When you look, when you have millions of people crying at Stalin's funeral, the, the monster of the 20th century, because he made Mao possible, who killed the most people. And, and what he did, the tens of millions in his own country, and his pact with Hitler. This, this was... The level of evil of Lenin and Stalin, it's nothing more sickening than how Lenin gets away with uh, li- literally murder, because he's not Stalin. 
He made Stalin possible. He had misgivings about Stalin, but he made it possible. So there's nothing the left can do. We are uh, we live in California. Whoever is nominated for Senate or governor or any office wins. You can be a pathological liar like Adam Schiff, and it doesn't matter. The, the L.A. Times, which is Sports Illustrated without pictures, uh, is uh, will endorse you. My column, by the way, today is a, is about a, an article I wrote 19 years ago for the L.A. Times. And to give you an idea of how it went from liberal to left almost overnight, because they don't publish conservative people. They have no conservative columnists. They publish Jonah Goldberg. He's a nationally syndicated columnist. And uh, he, he's admissible because he's uh, a never-Trumper. So it doesn't matter how much crime is in California. It doesn't matter that San Francisco, one of the most beautiful cities in the world, is now an S-hole. It doesn't matter. They will still vote Democrat and not hold them responsible. Oakland has a crime rate of 81 per 1,000 residents. With residents, this is from Newsweek, with residents having a 1 in 12 chance of becoming a victim of either violent or property crime. 1 in 12. To give you an idea how high that is, Oakland's crime rates are higher than most other communities in California. The chance of becoming a victim of a violent crime in Oakland is 1 in 65. That's violent crime. The other one was property crime. In California, as a whole, it is 1 in 200. Hmm. wonder what it is in North Dakota. For the first time in the company's history, In-N-Out is closing a location. Wow. It has never closed a location. It's probably incredibly popular, too. Of course it's popular there. It's popular everywhere. Wow, the first time in the company's history an in and out is closing a location. Not closing it because they're not doing business. Not closing it because they're not doing business. Excellent point. Hmm. The damage that the left did to your children. There's a great piece. Where was it again? Hmm. About what a great man, as I said it the whole time, the head of health services in Sweden who said, no lockdown, children should go to school. Boy, was he vilified, including by Swedish scientists. They vilified him. Yeah, it was in Brownstone. It was in Brownstone, yeah, I read it. Everything he believed was accurate. Masks were worthless, lockdowns were worthless. Mm-hmm. So Swedish kids are not suffering like the rest. Any conclusions? Do, do people draw any conclusions about the CDC, about how corrupt the medical institutions are? Just reported to you about the, the, the phony statistics out of Harvard in uh, cancer research. Nah, has no effect. Trump is a threat to democracy. That's all they need to say. And everybody falls in line. 
Dennis Prager here with a man I have come to admire for his work. So when I asked him, what do you do? This is the title he gave, Wealth Architect. Very simply put, I am a wealth architect that helps my clients accelerate the way they grow your wealth. It's not how much you make, it's how much you keep. The Internal Revenue Code is embedded with a number of things that you can take advantage of. It's what I call playing tax chess. We take the time to play tax chess in your favor. We tend to give our clients unbiased, independent advice across all areas in their financial life because we have no incentive to sell anything. We can't just take your information, say in February or March, prepare the returns and say, oh, these are the things you should have done. It's too late. You need to meet with me now. Because oftentimes, after the close of the calendar year, some of the strategies that we implement in your financial life can't be implemented retroactively. You have, in fact, saved me a serious amount of money. Head to charlesdombeck.com slash Prager to schedule your meeting today. So, let's see here. This is a very scary thing that's happening, and I don't get scared easily. Breitbart reports national security risk investigation reveals Biden administration failed to track foreign ownership of U.S. farmland. You know how much farmland the Chinese have bought up? You know what? Tell me if I'm wrong, and I hope I'm wrong. Uh, did Bill Gates, has Bill Gates bought a lot of farmland? Mm-hmm. What's, what's with that? Do you know? What is, what is his justification? Or what is, does he need it? Does he, wh- why is he doing that? Is he using it for farming? Oh, really? Oh, good. I hope. Oh, then then it doesn't matter. He doesn't want it to be used for... He doesn't want it to be used for what? Stuff that emits carbon? Yeah. Oh, so then what what is he farming there? Whatever he's... Soybeans, whatever. Soybeans? Mm -hmm. The Department of Agriculture, USDA, has not consistently shared timely data on foreign investments in farmland as required under the law... The investigation by the U.S. Government Accountability Office, the GAO, found. The GAO report states, The United States Department of Agriculture does not share timely data on foreign investments in agricultural land collected under the Agricultural Foreign Investment Disclosure Act of 1978. Hmm. This failure has created a potential national security risk. The GAO said it conducted the study after the USDA estimated that foreign investment in American agricultural land had grown to approximately 40 million acres in 2021. So a sworn enemy of the country, China, a Chinese citizen has bought, or Chinese citizens have bought 40 million acres. This is foreign investment. This is not Bill Gates. I, I, I don't think it's Belgians who were buying the land. You you would like that if the Belgians bought the land, though. Cause you have a, do you still have the Belgian flag up at the, at the house? That report was released soon after the shocking revelation was made that a Chinese billionaire somehow stayed under the government's radar for nearly a decade as the second largest foreign owner of U.S. farmland. I'd like to know who the... Look it up. Would you, who's the first largest? I'm very, very curious. Who's the first largest foreign owner of U.S. farmland? Teachers in the largest uh, teachers union in the country, the National Education Association, a rank-and-file campaign. This is from The Nation, which is a left-wing magazine. 
a rank-and-file campaign inside the National Education Association is demanding the president stop, quote, sending military funding equipment and intelligence to Israel. Hmm. So it's very interesting. It's My column last week was about this. How come if I know that you think that men give birth, you'll hate Israel? Now, now what is... One, one has nothing to do with the other, right? They're about as remote a subject as possible. When your moral compass is deliberately broken, and that's what the left has done, it's, it's not that they're wrong periodically. It's that they're, they're, the moral compass of the left is set for North telling you it's South and South saying North and so on. It's set that way. So it will be wrong on every subject. Right, it's there's no there's no shakaru here. That the National Education Association, which ruined your children, and now denies that they and now lies. They just flat out lie that they didn't want lockdowns. They were opposed to lockdowns. Remember the Chicago Teachers Association strike because they were thinking of going back to school. The left has made the teaching profession disgraceful. It's an amazing achievement because I love teaching and teachers, but not anymore. Some teachers are great. Some. Certainly their associations are not. The rank-and-file campaign goes beyond demanding an end to Israel's military operations. Othman and other members want, it's one of the activists, want the NEA to revoke its endorsement of Joe Biden for the 2024 presidential race until the president secures a permanent ceasefire, stops sending military funding, equipment, intelligence to Israel. Wow. And commits to a fair due process for asylum seekers and refugees. That's what this country needs is more folks from the Middle East, especially Palestinians. indeed the, the stories <laughs> oh god you realize without the left how terrific america would be right now i mean think of it's remember the optimism that americans had when they voted for barack obama for president i didn't as it happens uh but i i will acknowledge we could probably dig up the broadcast it's somewhere when he was elected first time let's see what year would that have been 2008. yeah that's what i thought but i didn't want to guess 2008 and i said look i didn't vote for him but it's a wonderful wonderful day in america that a black man or a black woman but he's a black man is elected president and i turned out wrong because he was disgusting he set the stage for the ruination of the society from on top. It's been ruined by a lot of organizations before him, the media and the schools and so forth. But uh, he really set the agenda. He worsened black-white relations. They were much better the day he was elected than the day he left office. And he is uh, almost singularly responsible for that. He and the rest of the left, but really coming from him.
So it's a really, somebody should write an essay or even a short book, What America Would Be Like Without the Left. Liberals, fine. Conservatives, fine. Without the left. How much better our schools would be, how much less crime there would be, how much happier young people would be, how many more would fall in love and get married. Maybe I, I think I should do that. I should do that, you know? Don't you think? Certainly do a column on it. A, a take on Imagine, on John Lennon's Imagine. What was his Imagine No War, No Property? Was, was No Property part of that? No. No? No War? And the whole, whole nose. Imagine no diversity, equity, inclusion. Imagine no lies about there being more than two genders. Imagine patriotism. Imagine love of free speech. Imagine. I'm getting carried away, ladies and gentlemen. I am I'm beginning to levitate. As those of you watching me can actually see, I you think I'm on a chair, but I'm I'm not. Here we go. <laughs> okay, take it away, John. Imagine there's no heaven. It's easy if you try. No hell below us. Okay, I gotta say, in the history of songs, it's the stupidest. First of all, let's see, imagine there's no heaven. Now, can you think of a happier thought? Yes, he's singing an ode to death being final. You're here for this tiny blink in in the cosmos' history. It's not even the time that takes to blink an eye compared to the history of the universe. The time of the universe. (laughs) And that's it. There's no heaven imagine that you will have no contact ever with those that you loved. Nothing. It was all a sham. You thought these bonds were important. It was a sham. Your kid died. That's it. What else? No hell below. He should, I guess he didn't see the data that societies that don't believe in hell have more crime. Yeah, I reported on it a number of times from various uh, university studies, which, of course, makes sense. Therefore, the left rejects it. Therefore, I have no desire to uh, in any way defame John Lennon. Did he 
retract any of this later in his life? I've heard reports of that. Is is there any truth to that? Are you aware? Uh, There are reports of that. There are reports of that, but... But it has never been. Yeah, okay. Anyway, so, look. The John Lennon of this song was a fool. Imagine all the people living for today. Now that's wise. Live for today. I can't think of a stupider idea. If you want to be happy. Live for today. Hmm. Imagine there's no countries. Oh. Right. We're all all open borders. There's no country. Yes. So was I right? Is that true? Is that in there? No possess. Imagine no possessions. So I said that. I said no property. So I was right. You didn't think it was that bad. <laughs> oh, my God. This is like an ode to totalitarianism. An ode to her unhappiness. Oh, God. Well, anyway, I'm going to do my imagine. Imagine a world where you could say what you want and YouTube will not suppress you. Ah. As you know, Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of their life. So, he didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the Giza Dream Bed Sheets. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's Giza Sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Giza Dream Sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors. Mike's latest incredible deal is the sale of the year. For a limited time, you'll receive 50% off the Giza Dream Sheets. You will receive a set for as low as $29.98. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the Radio Podcasts Square, use the promo code Prager. There you'll find not only this offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow 2.0 mattress topper, MyPillow kitchen towel sets, and now even flannel sheets, and so much more. Call 800-761-6302, use the promo code Prager. Go to MyPillow.com, make sure you use the promo code Prager. Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager here. Today's the New Hampshire primary, and the the only question really uh, is by how much will Donald Trump win? That is the question. It's an interesting question. Let's say we're close. Obviously, Nikki Haley would, you know, live another day, so to speak, and then there would be South Carolina, her state. So It's not clear that she's as popular as... Oh, it's not clear that she's as popular there. Yeah, that's true. It's a good point. You're right. This, uh, this is driving the left crazy. They can't believe that th- smearing the man as basically a Nazi has not affected uh, a vast number of Republican voters. Their image of a Republican voter is of, of, of an, a, mor- a moron. See, if you went to Harvard, you vote Democrat. You... You, you work with your hands and, and you believe in the Bible and you own guns, then you're a Republican. That's how they view it. Like, oh, like the Bible doesn't give you more wisdom than Harvard. See, 
But now it doesn't work as well because the contempt for Harvard in this country is very deep. And, and I don't mean Harvard alone. MIT, Princeton, Penn. My, my column today, which I hope you read, it's up at DennisPrager.com and the town hall is about how I describe the uh, universities as wastelands, as a wasteland, in a column I discovered on, on the internet you know, last month. When I, I put in Prager and anti-Semitism, I wanted a certain column I had written to come up, and I didn't realize I had written a column for the Los Angeles Times 19 years ago. 19 years ago, the LA Times published this conservative and I was published often in the L.A. Times, published this conservative, and published one saying you learn to be anti-Semitic at colleges because they are uh, intellectual moral wastelands. They Imagine that. You couldn't get that published in the... I wonder if I took an ad out with that column. You could get that published in the L.A. Times today. The L.A. Times just fired its uh, its chief editor. By the way, did you see that? It was it was front page even in the I think New York Times. I don't know if and it's it's unclear whether he was fired. No, no, he was fired. He was fired. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 they they made it so that he he also the guy resigned what after eighteen months he, he was. Yeah. So the L.A. Times is failing, and. The uh, Sports Illustrated may not be in existence anymore. Sports Illustrated uh, decided that, for example, they did two things. It politicized its columns. They always there was you can't read about football without uh, an attack on on Republicans and conservatives. Sports Illustrated was ruined by the left because everything the left touches it destroys. Incl- everything. Teachers unions. The, the American Medical Association, Sports Illustrated, that's all they can do. These young, brainwashed people like at Budweiser. That's right. All they could do, these nothings, these graduates of college nothings. That's all they know how to do is destroy the LA Times has been destroyed by the left. It's a rag sheet. And the, the biggest part of it rag sheet are the columnists. Remember the columnist? I quoted her in my column today. Again, town hall on the DennisPrager.com. Every Tuesday, my column. Larry Elder is the black face of white supremacy. I got to send this to Larry. I describe him as one of the most brilliant conservative thinkers today. I like Larry a lot. <laughs> I'm laughing because I horse around with him a great deal. We, one of my highlights of my radio career was when we were both on ABC Radio in L.A. This is now 25 years ago. So maybe 30 years ago. So I did, uh, I would do, what did I do? I did 9 to 12, or was it, because I thought he, no. I think there was one period of time I did 12 to 3, but it doesn't matter. He would come on on after me. He would be the talk show host after me on LA radio. And so he would always come in about 10 minutes early 
and come into my show, with, which had 10 minutes to go. And we would promo Larry. Do you know that there are people in Los Angeles who remember that just, what is it called, throw-off? What is it called? Handoff, handoff, yeah, handoff. The Prager Elder handoff. And, and basically, uh, I, I would insult him for 10 minutes. <laughs> that's, what, that's what it amounted to. <laughs> we had such a great time. Uh, and, uh, you know, I would say, hey, Larry Elder, yes, indeed. What would I, what would I say? It was some, something. Anyway, I, I don't remember, but it was fun. Black face of white supremacy. That is the level of a Los Angeles Times columnist. To give you an idea of what a piece of crap the opinion pages and the editorials of the LA Times are. And, and so who, who is going to subscribe? Liberals don't, don't buy this stuff, generally. And, and, and leftists uh, don't need to read what they already know. What they're doing is, uh, if they subscribe to any paper, the odds are it, it would be, uh, if they're younger than 45, I mean, people older than 40, let's say, are used to having a local newspaper. By the way, it's a tragedy. What the left has done to local newspapers is a tragedy. The Seattle papers stink, Chicago papers stink. Uh, it, it's, it's universal. Philadelphia, it, it's irrelevant. The left has taken over everything. Can you do you know an institution other than talk radio that the left has not taken over? I mean, they haven't taken over podcasting because obviously that's they're trying to suppress us. But uh, every institution. So today's the New Hampshire primary, and uh, so there was. It's interesting. Was is that caller still there? Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm going to take it. Frank in North Hills, California. Thank you for calling. Yeah. Uh, I want to ask you why uh, you uh, keep saying that uh, the charges against uh, Trump are strictly political, and there's so much evidence of his guilt in all the cases. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there is. You think he's about the law? Yeah. yeah. No, I don't, sure no I don't think he's beneath the law. If we applied the law to I'm every person who uh, was in politics, Joe Biden would also be uh, indicted and probably convicted, and I don't want that. This is the, the not, so he, he this you is, know, okay, can, okay, all right, evidence. okay, there's no, no, no evidence that you, you don't think, let me ask you a question, I'll just ask you, I, I won't let even argue with you, I'll just I ask you, do, yeah, you can ask me anything, but I can ask you anything, do okay, you believe, ahead. if you were on a lie detector, or if, I don't know if you believe in the Bible, but if you put your hand on, uh, I don't know, L. Ron Hubbard, whatever you believe in. Okay. What, all right, what, what is your most sacred text? I'm just. This is a fun question. My most sacred text, I would say, is a, a writer named Dennis Johnson, who unfortunately died a few years ago. Okay. So if you I put your writer. hand on a Dennis Johnson book, he, he, okay, fine. He was, yeah. All right. It doesn't matter. I'm not familiar with him, but it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. So uh, if if I were to ask you, do you believe that Joe Biden was receiving funds via his son's work in Ukraine? What would you say? I'd say no because I'd have to see the evidence first, and there's no evidence yet. Okay. Did you no, think uh, that the I... Did you think that the notebook was Russian disinformation or or Hunter Biden's notebook? Did you disagree with fifty one heads of of intelligence agencies? Did you think they were lying, or did you? I think 
I think Hunter Biden is not in politics. I agree that he should be in charge. No, 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 no. You, that's not my question. I just want to know, do you agree with the 51, did you agree with them, the 51 heads of intelligence that said it was Russian disinformation and not Hunter Biden's laptop? Uh, I would have to, you know, um, study that in detail. Uh, can I ask you a question? Sure, finally? yeah. Okay, all right. Uh, yeah. Uh, rule of thumb. Uh, I'm sorry? When, what was the word? Rule of thumb. When, when, oh, rule, rule of thumb, thumb yeah. Yeah, when uh, one side has the evidence on its side, it wants to go to trial quickly. The side that doesn't uh, delays. In every single case, the prosecution has tried to expedite uh, the trials, and in every single case, uh, Trump and his lawyers have tried to delay. Right. Right? Okay, so let me, all right, so let me, all right, yeah, you're right, that's correct, but not because he's guilty, and he might be guilty. That's correct. It is It is possible that he ha- that he did things uh, when he was, uh, for example, a businessman before his political life, that he did things uh, that were not not illegal. That is very possible. However, uh, the entire process is to prevent him from running for president of the United States. Arresting a candidate for president is unprecedented. Wow, we've what we've done. What is this? A, a a new year and new bumper music? Is that it? Is that it? This is clearly movie music. At this point, the good guy is being chased by a bad guy. Correct? Do I have it down? Yeah. Am I real? Is that true? <laughs> That's great. It comes with the script. Okie dokie. Mm. I have a thought here on the last call. Let's see here. Yes, as my my researcher-in-chief writes, Donald Trump's so-called business crimes took place decades ago. If there's so much evidence of his wrongdoing... Remember the charges that he overestimated the value of his properties to get loans and to get better interest rates. So we're supposed to believe the big banks that loaned him millions of dollars didn't do their own property evaluation? Why wasn't somebody looking into it then before he ran for president or when he ran the first time? It was only investigated after a DA who promised to go after him in her campaign for office if she got elected, won her election. How is that not 100% political? Hmm. And the banks were all paid back. Oh, 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 so for my caller, just please know, all you have done, all not you, I'm sorry, all the Democrats have done, is opened up, they talk about threats to democracy, they have opened up a real threat to democracy. The prosecution of the candidate of the other party. That's what they have done. That's all they have done. They're scum. The left is scummy. They've taken a beautiful country and they are in the process of ruining it. What about the Supreme Court decision? So let me understand. The let me, I want to make sure I have this right because it's Orwellian. Government agents down at the Texas-Mexico border they 
undid locks and they cut wires to allow millions more into the country, hundreds of thousands more. Then Texas wanted to put up the wire and the Supreme Court said they, they can't do it. Because it's a federal issue. But the federal government violated the law. So what, what do you, what, I know, I know, I, 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 that's, that's the argument, obviously. Yeah, no, I know, I understand. No, it's, it's not a, it's not a ridiculous argument that the border of the United States is a federal issue. I get that. But if the federal government violates its own law, what is the state supposed to do? Does the state have no right to protect itself? Yes, according to the decision, that's correct. Tell me that is not obvious that 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 the the Democrats want to ruin this country. Well, why is that? What they did at the what they do and what they've done at the border, and the same with the prosecution of Trump. Oh, it's not political. Hmm. There is no one. Literally, I I believe this as I believe th- that I know who my children are. There is no one at, at his level of, of financial success in the real estate market in New York that could not be indicted for something. That person doesn't exist. <laughs> Sickening. That people delude themselves. No one is above the law. Bull! Democrats are above the law. And in any event... That's a, it, it, it's a demagogic statement. No one is above the law. Well, I'll tell you something. When it comes to the uh, opposition party leader, I'm not exactly desirous of throwing the law books at them because the price society pays for the prosecution of opposition leaders is so much greater. So in a sense, I will acknowledge, in some sense... On a strict interpretation of law, now obviously if the man committed murder, I, I, it's, a, it's a separate issue. There, there is, are levels of criminality, but nobody is charging that. By the way, was Bill Clinton not above the law? Really? Hmm. There's no doubt in my mind he raped a woman. Once you start, uh, once you once you open up the book to jailing opponents, it's over, baby. It's over. Just like they opened up the uh, the door to impeachment for political reasons. And frankly, I hope Republicans do it to Democrats. Absolutely. The, another stupid line of you don't fight fire with fire. Sometimes fire is fought with fire as it happens. But yes, I do believe in fighting fire with fire. Or if you will, fighting fire with water. Water does as much damage as fire. I'm fine with that. But you have to fight. You screw around with the political system. When you're in power, Democrats, we will do it when we're in power. That is the only way you thugs will understand. Don't start. When I was a kid, I was very angry at adults who would see two kids fighting. And one kid would say, he started. 
And the adult, a parent, teacher would say, I don't care who started. I never said that. Never. I wanted my kids to know I care who started. Japan started the war. Germany started the war. Hamas started the war. The Democrats started the war. That's very important if you care about moral truth. Ah, big if on the left. We return. Did you know that close to 90% of pharmaceuticals in the U.S. are produced outside of the U.S.? So what happens when the next global crisis strikes? Countries clamp down on exports, they stockpile, the prices of drugs rise, and the pharmaceutical shelves in America are empty. That's where the Wellness Company can help. The Wellness Company's medical emergency kit holds eight life-saving medications that every American should keep in his or her home. If you have Tylenol, you should have this kit. The kit contains antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics like amoxicillin, ivermectin, z and more. It also includes a 22-page guidebook with instructions on safe usage. From benign tick bites to extreme bioterror events, every scenario is covered. Head to twc.health Prager and grab your medical emergency kit. That's twc.health Prager. Code Prager to save 10% at checkout. This is the emergency kit that you want to have on hand. Be safe, be prepared, and stay well. Kits are only available in the USA. Dr. Miriam Grossman is my guest. She is a child and adolescent psychiatrist in New York City. And given her views... Living in New York City does entail some level of masochism, but for me to psychoanalyze a psychiatrist takes chutzpah, I, I have to say. <laughs> Bet you you never got a, a, uh, an introduction like that, Miriam Grossman. <laughs> Her most, yeah, that's... But it, it, look, what am I going to say? You're in New York City. You're a conservative psychiatrist. Not exactly a large community of you. <laughs> Is that fair? There's more than you might think. Even in New York City? Underground. 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 That is hilarious. But you're speaking me from above ground, hopefully. Her most recent book is Lost in Transnation. I had her on for that. A Child Psychiatrist's Guide out of the, uh, out of the, uh, what is it? Out of the Madness. madness. Yes, madness. Out, of, out of the Madness, yes. All right, so we're talking today about uh, talking about madness. So let me get this clear. Yes, it's on their w- website, right? The American Psychiatric Association, another group for my listeners, they're ruined by the left. American Psychiatric Association publishing Gender Affirming Psychiatric Care, edited by Teddy Getz, MD, and MS. What's MS? Masters in Science? What is MS? Okay. And Alex Kiroglian, MD. By the way, are you familiar with either one, Dr. Getz or Dr. Kiroglian? Well, I don't know them personally, but I looked at their resumes. And I hope they both went to Harvard Medical School. (laughs) Well, the first author uh, is actually uh, only a first or second year resident in psychiatry. So, really? That's fascinating. She has very limited experience, certainly as a doctor and as a psychiatrist, very limited. Um, and the second author, I believe, is at is in Boston, 
um, and is a well-known gender activist. So this textbook that you mentioned, Gender Affirming Psychiatric Care, I'm sure that most of your audience knows that so-called gender affirming care means that if, for example, a girl comes into my office and she declares she's a boy, I must rubber stamp that identity. Uh, and this is regardless of her age or whatever other mental health challenges she may have. So that's gender affirming care. I'm, now, uh, forgive me one second. Don't don't. We'll, Will you promise me you'll remember what you wanted to say? Because I just want to comment for one second on the title. The title is Orwellian. It's gender-denying care. Yes, I was just about to say that gender-affirming care demands us doctors and therapists that we endorse a delusion. And so that's the first thing that's problematic. But the second thing is that there's no quality evidence that it even helps patients in the long run. And that's why numerous European countries have rejected gender-affirming care. Now, Dennis, we psychiatrists depend on the APA for evidence-based guidance. And so do doctors and many other specialties, psychologists, social workers, school guidance counselors. So we're talking about a massive number of medical and mental health professionals. It's a very big deal that the APA is promoting their book, this book, as an essential textbook. Because if you open it up to practically any page, you see that it is anything but that. And what it is, is a political manifesto. Everything, Dennis, is seen through the lens of social injustice. It's all about victims and oppressors. And I could be here for a long time with you with examples. I'll just give you a few. For example, this book says that psychiatry and psychology have perpetuated the oppression of youth that they describe as transgender, non-binary, and or gender expansive. They say, Dennis, that people like you and I, who don't feel disembodied, who don't deny or struggle against the material reality of our bodies. They had to create a new category for people like us, so they call us cisgender. So they say that cisgender people are in power and that we prevent the access to quality medical care to the oppressed minority of gender-distressed youth. So it goes on and on. All right, good. You'll give me more examples. I'm speaking to Dr. Miriam Grossman. A psychiatrist in New York City, and the latest horror from the American Psychiatric Association. Well, it was nice to meet you, God. Thank you for the Grand Canyon, and good luck with the apocalypse. Now, how many people have said thank you for the Grand Canyon? I'll bet there are. You know how I know? I have not mentioned this perhaps in 20 years if I have mentioned it at all, there was a plaque at the Grand Canyon. This is Dennis Prager. This is the Ultimate Issues Hour, by the way. And I'll get to the issue in a moment. But uh, here is a great anecdote from Dennis Prager's life. There was a plaque at the Grand Canyon put up by 
a Catholic, uh, a, a, a nun's order uh, in Arizona. And the plaque read, How great are thy works, O Lord. Ma godlu ma'asecha Hashem. That was the Hebrew. But they put it in English. And from the Psalms. And that was it. I think that was it. That was that was the plaque, and it, 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 you you have to understand that a small sign in proportion to the Grand Canyon is not not going to be noticed by many people. But guess who noticed it? The ACLU, for whom any mention of God uh, is anathema. Because these people who believe in various numbers of genders, they are too rational to believe in God. I want to thank the ACLU. This is not even sarcastic. The ACLU, just like Columbia University, when I was a student there, these people are as responsible for my religious commitment as any religious person. When I realize how stupid the anti-religious are, I didn't say non-religious, I said anti-religious, I, I realize that there must be so much truth to religion. The left has been a major reason for my religiosity. Major. Oh, so you found it. Good, yeah. I was. I led the camp. No, I led the campaign to keep them. That was two thousand three. Good. I'm glad you looked it up. So that was uh, twenty one years ago. I'll tell you how I or why I think that I prevailed. First of all, I, I know I have a very big listenership in Arizona, so that that was I, I could mobilize a, a fair number of people. When I went to speak at that time uh, uh, in Arizona, I remember dancing with the nuns, and it was a, at a synagogue. It was a really beautiful thing. Nuns and I were dancing at a synagogue in Phoenix. They were, they were very happy with me. I was very happy with them. I, I had it videoed, but I don't know if, I, if I've lost those tapes, which would be a source of sadness in my life. So, but I, I do think we prevailed against the ACLU. So, now, why, why does that... Oh, yes, I raised that because of... Uh, thank you for the Grand Canyon in the opening comments. Opening... Not comments. The opening, what's the word for what the opening is? You you created it. The opening theme. Montage. montage. That's it. Montage. Il parle français, mon ami Alain Estrain. C'est pour ça qu'il a dit montage. And now we return to Earth. Here's my topic, my friends. 
And it is partially a result of yesterday at this hour. I raised a really good issue. In March, no, not March, excuse me, in October of last year, I uh, I scratched a car with my rental car in Minneapolis. It, don't ask how I did it. It was it was really pathetic. It was uh, it was definitely visible and it was definitely scratched. It was not uh, hurt in any way, but it was definitely scratched. So. I left a note. Uh, you'll, uh, I am responsible for the scratches on your car, and I left my phone number. And I got back a text, which I read to you. I found the text still on my phone, and I read it to you. And, and basically, it was a woman, and she said, thank you so much for doing this. I never heard from her again. <laughs> And they even texted back, now would you like my license number and insurance company? She never, that was it. All she wanted me to know was how happy she was that somebody would do something like that. By the way, I totally relate to that. I totally relate to it. So today's topic is this. I said I would like, I would ache, 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 ache to do a study, but it's not doable. That's the problem. Only God could do this study. But I would ache to find out, would religious Catholics, evangelicals, Protestants, other Protestants, Mormons, Jews, would they, indeed Muslims if you wish to include Muslims, would they be more likely than secular people to leave the note? So that raises the larger question of, has it been your experience, A, in your life, B, in the lives of people you know, that religiosity has made them a better person, not a perfect person. Religious people have human weaknesses and human nature that they have to battle so, you know, if, if you tell me you know somebody religious and they committed infidelity in their marriage, it, it's not, it's not going to tell me one thing or another. Okay, although that would be an interesting subject. And I, I, I suspect, but I, I have no proof, that religious people are less likely to commit adultery. But I won't say unlikely. Is that good? The difference between less likely and unlikely. <laughs> 1-8-Prager-776. So you could even use the example of the note on the car. Do you think that a weekly churchgoer, weekly synagogue-goer, uh, I'll use that as a, a one criterion, is more likely less likely or no more or less likely than non-religious people. I didn't say non-believers. Believer, belief doesn't matter to me. Uh, 
Hitler believed in a god. Hamas believes in a god. So I, I, it, it, that doesn't mean anything to me. Uh, I'm talking about belief in, in the god of the Bible. If I'm talking about belief. But right now I'm just talking about religiosity. Do you think that in your life and in the life of someone you know has religious commitment made the person a better person? I'm talking ethically. Not happiness, not fulfillment, not salvation, just goodness. Do you believe that in general, everybody knows there are any number of exceptions, that in general, it makes better people? Has that been your experience in dealing with people, in dealing with family, and indeed in your own life? 1-8 Prager 776 The Dennis Prager Show. I've been living a life. 1-8 Prager 776. Has religion made people better in your experience? You or people you know? I, I use the example of leaving the note if you hit a car and nobody saw. But it could be anything, obviously. So here's, uh, here's the question. Does religion... And we're talking specifically about Judeo-Christian religions. In other words, Bible-based religions. It's not a knock on non-Bible-based religions, whether it's whether it's Islam or Hinduism, or Buddhism or, or what have you. This is that's not my point. I'm just asking specifically Bible-based religions, Catholicism, all uh, all denominations of Protestantism, LDS, or Mormons. Jews, I think I've pretty much run the basic gamut here of the Bible-based religions. Ha, do you think that commitment to uh, them or one of them has makes people better? Uh, it's look. If I didn't believe that, it'd be very hard for me to advocate religiosity. But I do. Uh, I do believe that. I certainly believe, let's put it this way, I do believe that as people leave it, I don't believe it, I know it, as society abandons Bible-based religion, it becomes a crappy society. That is the root of leftism. Okay, It is the root of the sickness at our universities. It is the root of the sickness I just discussed with Dr. Miriam Grossman, psychiatrist, last hour where they, they will engage in this witchcraft known as gender affirmation, which makes the Salem witch trials look benign. But uh, I, I also acknowledge there's a mixed bag. And it's always depressing to me when elementary ethical behavior, I'm not talking about saintly behavior, elementary ethical behavior seems to be lost on some religious people. I knew a guy who became religious. He was such a, this was very interesting. It was a Jewish example. Now, generally speaking, I think it's a wonderful thing. 
Jews affirm Judaism. Of, of course I believe that. I'm one of them. But I, I, I did witness a young man. Uh, in fact, I had a, a big impact on him. It's part of the reason that he became religious. He was a completely secular Jew. He was in his 20s, and he became uh, religious. And he became worse. <laughs> he started off a really kind guy, and then he then he became incredibly judgmental. And I'm a very big believer in making judgments, but that's not the same as judgmental. All of a sudden, people who weren't as, as religious as he were um, uh, judged uh, adversely. And I remember saying to a friend of mine who witnessed the same transformation, he should have stayed secular. <laughs> he was a nicer guy. So I, I'm very uh, open to truth. Truth is more important than any, any of your ideologies. It's more important than everything. It's the, it's the edifice upon which anything good can, only, only edifice upon which anything good can be built. But it, I, I would, I would say that a lot of, a lot of people do become better and a lot of people do good things because of religiosity. My father instilled in me this, for example, when I didn't want to do something, you know, like visit somebody in a hospital, I, I, generally speaking, nobody likes visiting hospitals. And you know, I was a kid, you know, oh, Dad, I don't want to go. And he'd go, well, it's a mitzvah, which is the Hebrew word for commandment and good deed. It's literally commandment, but it's in the vernacular it's come to mean good deed. And that was enough. And that voice is still in me when I do good things that i really not in the mood to do. Dennis, it's a mitzvah. Okay, let's see here. Jonathan in Dallas, hello to you. Hey, Dennis, how you doing? Well, thank you. Hey, I, uh, I really enjoy your show. Good. I've been listening to it for a while. Um, I kind of... I kind of, at times I kind of feel religion is like a mixed bag. I can sort of look at any individual person and who might, you know, who might be religious in any, you know, with the various religions. And I sometimes tend to think that without it, they might be the same because I sometimes feel a lot of it is just temperament. And I sometimes see a person who's quite religious and bad, and I think they would probably be better if they were not a religious person. Because often people will use it as a stick to beat other people with. So I was just curious your thoughts on the matter of overall throughout human history has it been a force for good? You're a or thinker. You think I want to I salute. You're a thinker. I, I appreciate that you listen. Uh, your, your temperament question is so much mine as well. I often wonder that. When I meet a really kind, obviously decent religious person, how much is it their religion and how much is it their temperament? Uh, I have the exact same question you do. I have the exact same macro question you do because uh, it, there is a definite mixed bag issue. However, uh, having grappled with it all of my life, there is a net gain. And I know there's a net gain. That's why I said earlier, the left keeps me religious. 
because the 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 rejectors and opponents of Judeo-Christian religions have produced only bad things. And that's how I know how important religion is. The left is when I'm I I never exaggerate. It sounds hyperbolic to say the left keeps me religious, but in my case it is true. So I, I use that very um, I sort of that uh, philosophy and attitude in my house. I, I have two young children, and um, you know, I I use I literally use the craziness that's happening in the world now to show look what happens without the sense of a greater purpose that's outside yourself. Well, um, they do have you know, no. They have a sense of of greater purpose. Hold on with me because you're you're a very thoughtful guy. Back in a moment. The Dennis Prager Show. Dennis Prager here. Does religion make people better? And I'm asking this on a micro level, although the macro comes in. Uh, has it made you a better, I mean, just better, not happier, not, not more fulfilled, not all of that. I'm just talking about, are you a better human being? Do you treat people better? Are you more honest? Are you more truth-seeking? Are you more courageous? All the good things. So I have a very thoughtful guy on, Jonathan in Dallas, who asks uh, really good questions. So you made a point, which is uh, for a thoughtful guy like you, uh, I, you, you, I think you slipped up here for a moment. Because you, when I said, now you understand why I say that the left keeps me religious, because they're anti-religious and they produced only bad things. He said, yeah, you're right, and you tell your kids... Yep, you need a higher purpose. But they, the left does have a higher purpose. Climate change, d- destroying capitalism, uh, 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 suppressing dissent, they, they're filled with higher purpose. Right. So I think, let me reframe sort of what, what I had said. Basically, um, the, in any issues with religion that we mentioned or that I mentioned before may turn somebody bad, so to speak. I think it arises generally because religion ultimately was given to man, right? And people over time have had a tendency to try to recast their religion, or more specifically God, in their own image. Um, But the Bible itself says that uh, you may not add nor subtract from it. So that is the ultimate control, right, against doing that. Um, The leftist religion, so to speak, yes, they have a higher purpose, but and they know this, and I think this is what gives it such an intoxicating factor for them, is they know it's purely man-made. So there is no control on do not add or subtract. So the governing body, the governing authority, is basically just emotion, right? So they just add stuff in, they take stuff out, based on whatever makes them feel morally superior to, to their fellows. And, um, and Right, so have you, so how have you, all, all superbly put, I have nothing to, to add to that. Uh, ironically, since you're talking, by the way, not many people know that uh, law in Deuteronomy, do not add or subtract from what I have given you. That's, uh, how do you know that? Uh, I, uh, I was raised in an Orthodox Jewish system. Oh, how interesting. So how guilty are you for eating shellfish? I, I still, I still am. Uh, I would call myself mostly orthoprax. I've read about your belief system. I think I mostly 
agree with some of the things you said, but they cannot be uh, considered strictly orthodox anymore. You or me? I, 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 I've read, I read, I read about your beliefs. And, yeah, uh, no, no, no. I, I, I am orthodox with a small O, but not with a capital O. Uh, I, I, and, and it's not a play on words. I have orthodox beliefs. But I don't have all the practices. I mean, that that's that's correct, and I, I I'm very open with that because I never want to mislead people. You're a thoughtful guy. I hope I see you in Dallas once. And I don't eat shellfish, by the way, just for the record. <laughs> okay, let's see. All right, very interesting. It's always fascinating to find out how people were raised. I have to say, got a lot of thoughtful calls here. Uh, Reseda, California. Tom, hello. Hi, how you doing? I'm well, thank uh, you. My point is, uh, I'm going to make a point. You're uh, always making the point that Adolf Hitler was a atheist. No, I never uh, said that he, in my life. I said he was secular, he, but I never said he's atheist. And I, I said today even he believed in God. Just that he didn't believe in the God of the Bible, but he believed in God, a God. I've never oh, said okay, he was an okay. atheist. It's very important. No, no, I, okay, I, I, okay, I know why okay, you would okay, think okay. I said it, but I, okay. I'm very careful. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, the people uh, who committed his crimes most likely were not atheists. They, uh, 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 Germany at the time was a very Catholic and very religious country. Yeah, hold on with me. I'm not, I'm not letting you go. We'll be back in a moment. The Dennis Prager Show. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the Daily Show Prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525.